like the uh Ooh, I like that yeah I like how Zoom notifies you in a very I know well my my friend cued me in on this so I had this su- well it wasn't not super complicated but I had a bunch of like third party apps to like screen grab my audio and I would record through my mic and that's how I was re- I just like piecemeal this way to record my podcast and then I was talking to my buddy on zoom the other day and he just hit that button and I was like what do you what did you just do and he's like oh yeah like zoom records everything and it's really <laughs> clean audio and it has made my life so much better oh that's so, so funny yeah um yeah. I was also so this is Jay Sakong is that right yep all right uh from the band <laughs> owl which i pronounced owl i'm sure you get that all the time i don't even correct people because yes yeah. it's our fault for having such a stupid name um oh no yeah. it's good um <laughs> i have been uh yeah i'll get the fanboying out of the way uh that's everyone that listens to my podcast knows uh y'all have been easily my i guess i've found y'all out i don't know two years ago and it's just been stuck on my rotation um that's awesome thank you yeah and so i just i randomly uh i've been meaning to reach out to you to get you on the show um and and lo and behold here we are and i was trying to think i was like (laughs) it's always funny to me when people are willing to because there's there's a couple types of guests there's the ones that i invite and they're like okay send me four episodes what are we going to talk about they want this huge like yeah what am i getting into and then there's the type that's like yeah let's do it it's all i was trying to think of (laughs) yeah i could see that if i if i was um maybe more um known I, i might be maybe more protected uh or protective about what i'm getting myself into but uh um, at this, uh, at this sort of stage, I feel like, um, you know, what do I have to lose? I, I did do some digging, um, well not digging, but you know, I have the podcast app and so I just typed it in. And, um, so I, I was listening to, uh, an episode, um, like for a couple of minutes, um, today, but yeah, so I, I guess, you know, it is good to know though, should I refrain from, you know, cursing or anything? Okay. No, fuck that. All We're right. good. Cool. We're good to go. Yeah, that's so the name, the name is it's I I also took speaking of uh of of regretting names, it's um I have like my my road to doing this podcast has been so weird because it's kind of a podcast that doesn't know exactly what it's trying to be sometimes because I've got mm-hmm. like the the whole church <clears throat> thing, the Christianity slash spirituality. And then I am a uh, substance abuse counselor by trade. And then I'm also a uh, heroin addict in recovery. And so that's the drugs part. And so I have, you know, I get people on to tell their stories of recovery. And then selfishly, I just get bands that I like and I just really want to talk to the people. And so that's what I do. Yeah, too. but I think that's a, I think it's a great name. I mean, it um, the, the d- dichotomy of. Uh, you know, the two, you know, the two things, uh, church and drugs, it's like, uh, it definitely catches your attention. I like the name. It's yes. good. 
Yes. And especially with, uh, you know, what, um, what you do and what you believe in, uh, you know, it, uh, it makes perfect sense. It, it scares some people off though. Cause they immediately think like, Oh, we're we just going to talk about Jesus the whole time or something. Or like <laughs> the, the, if I do have like Christian <clears throat> authors on, they're like, what is this drug talk? So it's just, right. Right. Well, funny. I, uh, I am neither, um, uh, a religious person or someone that battles with substance abuse. So um, we could talk about anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're just the songbird of a generation. Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> I've, uh, I've dabbled in both things. Um, I was, I was raised Roman Catholic. My parents are Roman Catholic. So, um, you know, and, and being raised um, a religion doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you are, but, um, and I've definitely dabbled in the drugs part of, of things as well (laughs) well what i've so a lot of that is are the things that i'm super interested in and especially in my uh counseling profession is because i was uh raised in i you could just um assume like a, a southern evangelical kind of uh stereotype you know just kind of um real legalistic and uh if you sin you go to hell god hates sin that sort of thing and it really screwed me up in a lot of ways um of course it was with the best intentions and i i live in louisiana right now and everyone here like pretty much every single person here uh in middle school high school they're going to catholic schools and so the adults that I deal with in counseling I would say 80 percent have a very because of the way they were raised Mm -hmm. have a serious bone to pick with God by way of religion because this it was shoved down their throats at a young age or everyone's you know the classic um rules for thee but not for me like all the hypocrisy they've seen and stuff like that so sure I am. What's even the, what's the difference between Roman Catholic and Catholic? Um, well, you know, I'm just kidding. I I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, one is Roman. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would Um, say. One is Roman. If I had to guess, maybe one is more strict than the other. If I, I, I really don't know. Uh, Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't have, I don't, I don't have a bone to pick with religion or, um, or God for that matter. Um, well, certainly not God being that I don't know if I believe in God. Um, well, I, I think, I mean, I'm not atheist. I think, um, for me personally, it, it would be, if I was to judge someone for believing in a God, you would have to equally judge someone that was so sure that God didn't exist. Cause if, you know, one side of the argument is that there's no proof and, but that goes both ways. So to be so sure of such a thing, um, you know, that, that goes both ways. So, um, and as far as religion goes, I, I, I know, uh, people that were greatly affected by religion, um, and, and, you know, in really, uh, in really positive ways. And, um, and then I know people that not so much, um, yeah, that it, 
served as a crutch. And, you know, I just think that speaks maybe less about the organization itself and more about the person, um, you know, like anything, it can, it can be misused, but yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. What, where, uh, what's, where are you residing? What part of the country? I'm in Jersey. You're in Jersey. Is that where you're from? Yeah. yeah well, uh, I was born in the Bronx, but I really? can't even claim to be, yeah, I can't claim to be like cooler than I am because I moved out of the Bronx when I was like one. So I can't be like, you know, I was in the streets of Bronx or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a Jersey kid pretty much. I mean, you know, that's all I remember. You are probably only the, the second New Jerseyan, whatever they're called, yeah. whatever you're called. Yeah. That I've, that I've met. What, so what did your, what did your parents do? Um, so my mom was actually a nurse at a, um, at a mental like facility, mental hospital, I guess. You oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and my dad was, uh, he, he worked for a company that sold, it, it was like an urban clothing company called Against All Odds. Um, and, uh, it's funny cause it's, it's urban clothing, but it's, it's owned completely by Koreans. <laughs> um, and so like the most unhip, unaware Koreans, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what they do. So were your parents, uh, are, so are you, were, were they born in Korea? Are you first generation? American yeah. So or? yeah. First generation. My mom was like pregnant with me, uh, once she came here. Oh, wow. So I, I just made the cut. <laughs> Have you gone back? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been too long because honestly, I, I love it. I love it there. Uh, and it's easy to love a place that you're just visiting. Um, I don't think I could live there, but um, it's a blast. I mean, and they love for anyone that's listening, that's from the States. They love Americans. You know, they I mean, obviously, I'm talking about South Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, they, they, I mean, maybe it's changed now because they kind of have built up an identity of their own, in, in, you know, within the sphere of like pop culture, you know, K-pop is pretty big in America and Korean films have sort of uh, made their way into popular, um, like into mainstream. But uh, from what I remember, I kind of always remember Korea looking at America, like the, the younger brother idolizing the old, cool older brother. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like taking its cues uh, from what America was doing as far as like what, you know, musically. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I you know, I actually surprisingly, I, I know very little uh, about Korean culture, but that's just sort of like the impression that I got, um, especially like, I mean, when I went, I was like, maybe like almost like 10 years ago. But, you know, I was like a single dude, like in Korea, like having the time of my life, drinking my face off. And uh, I remember specifically talking to girls and like how much easier it was to talk to them once they heard my terrible accent, once they heard, like they knew that I wasn't from Korea. It really? Just, like, made, I guess like if, 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 if uh, someone was to approach you and then they just had like a really charming British accent yes, or something. That's what, like... That is exactly what that is. It, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. They could be like yes it really is kryptonite yeah uh that and, well, to, and... to be honest i'm kind of taken by any accent like there's i don't know it's like there's uh, every i've never heard an accent that i wasn't somewhat charmed by even like a more like harsher accents like a russian accent i think like with the right person speaking it it can come off oh, yeah. uh, very attractively yeah 
That's a very do. Do I have an accent to you? This is a good question. Hmm. Do I have a southern accent at all? Yeah, you know, I wasn't really paying attention until you just said the word accent, and I guess <laughs> I, I got kinda, one I of them accents you've been hearing about. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, if I if I get a couple of drinks in me, uh, the the Jersey accent comes out a little bit. That is so, so how did so with your parents? I guess that's an interesting. What what is the? I guess um, I don't even know if you can make a generality like this, but what's the prevailing religion of Korea? Because I'm interested um, in how, how your parents shifted yeah. to Roman Catholic. I actually think Roman, Roman uh, Catholicism is like by far the, uh, yeah. Um, and also probably Buddhist. I mean, I only say that because my grandma is Buddhist. Um, so I would imagine that she's not an, an anomaly, uh, that there's probably a good population of Buddhist people in Korea. Um, but yeah, it's kind of sad how little I know about my home country. Um, I like it. it like growing up as, you know, a kid with immigrant parents, you know, I'm sort of embarrassed to say, but like, I, I sort of like pushed that away. And, Cause like, to me, America was like my home and I would watch like my, my American friends and their parents are so lax compared to mine, you know? And um, I mean, like summer vacations, like they had summer vacations where like my dad, you know because they just put so much so much emphasis on academics he would like give me like pamphlets of like math equations to like to do during the summer and like I just thought that was absurd um and through the lens of my American friends you know like they don't have to do shit like this like what the hell um and even like the food like the food like I love the food now I like have gone out of my way to learn these recipes because I, I love Korean food I think it's one of you know uh, I, I was talking about the music and the movies. If there's two things that are from Korea that I think are like really worth um, boasting about, it's the films and it's the food. Um, but but even that, like growing up, I was like, oh, this is gross. Like, what is this like, yeah. fermented cabbage? Like, I really sort of pushed all that stuff away. And it's it's only in my like sort of like adult years that I like have learned to embrace it. Oh, that's that's um, such a natural proclivity, though. Like for every for really that's i mean that's the right. the growing up experience when like you push away from your parents and same here it's like i um i just lost my last grandparent this year and it's it's I'm as sorry. as an adult thank you um it's as an adult it's you really it's like god i really wish i would have sat there and like listened to his world war ii stories yeah. or like really learned about um just more it's you know what is it youth is wasted on the young that sort of thing yeah um yeah you know mortality becomes something more than just a concept when you get older right like it becomes something that you see like now you know you're starting to know people that are going and uh and these things that seemed like permanent fixtures in your lives you know your parents yes and even grandparents like these things that you know you take for granted because they just you don't you know, but like, you don't really know that they're not really going to be there. And that and when that time comes, like, you know, like knocking at the door, um, sorry, my battery's low. Um, oh, you're fine. But uh, yeah, then you start to really sort of, uh, you know, try to appreciate these things. Yeah. It's, it's a trip. Like, and I guess 
COVID and the quarantine and really, I guess, just the overall atmosphere of the world right now, for me at least, there's been so in in my line of work and you know, because I work in addiction, I have a lot of friends who are addicts. And that's kind of like the I mean, really anyone that was struggling with mental health pre-COVID in a post-COVID world, it is it's like the um the lesser talked about casualties. Um Hmm. overdose deaths and just suicides and divorces and then COVID deaths. It's like death has really more. That's a really great way of putting it. That mortality has really come into focus lately. And it's, it's like, I, I was telling a friend about this. It's, you know, it seemed like before when, you know, friends or yourself would go through a rough patch. It's kind of like, well, in the back of your mind, you know, it's going to get better. You know, there's something on the other side. And this has been such an extended period of shit that it's really for the first time. I don't have that. Like, is it going to get better? Like, I, I don't really necessarily see. I mean, yes, I guess eventually it will get better, but it, it, you know, if, if, the media is to be listened to it's it's looking like things are just getting worse and worse and so it's this it's a really heavy feeling of like things are bad and they're gonna be bad for a minute yeah heavy is the word i mean that's true that's a that's a really good point that like for the first time um that i can remember it's like something happened and it's not immediately I mean, like, fuck, like, even after 9-11, things went back to normal, right? Like, yeah, um, but it, that, for that's the first, a great parallel. Yeah, for the first time, it's like, and, you know, I think because of, because of that, like, we're, we were all, I, well, I definitely was in a little bit of denial about, like, the effects um, of this thing. And people around me seem to know better. And uh, they're like, no, this is going to be around for, this is going to be an issue for a while. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to go back to work. Like what, like three months, two months from now. Right. And it's like, <laughs> right. and, and, uh, and, and, you know, for the first time it like, it, it, it is looking like, well, things might never be the same. And maybe, um, and maybe that's not such a, as bad as, you know, like, Right. For example, one positive thing I think that could come out of this is the wearing of masks. Like I remember being in Korea and uh, thinking like, wow, that's so weird. Like people, not everyone, but people wear masks. Like, and then I, and then I found out later, like, yeah, it's just like a, it's a courtesy thing. If you're, if you feel like you're a little bit under the weather, weather, just wear a mask and you're not, you know, exposing other people to it. You know, this is obviously way pre before COVID. It's sure. just, you know, and um, I thought, well, like that's, that's actually pretty cool. Um, I wish, you know, and so if wearing a mask in America for that reason, right? Like, let's just say like COVID completely goes away. But like, if we're still left with the sort of like, um, you know, the practice of like wearing a mask, if you're feeling a little bit under, because you don't want to be an asshole. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, you know, but for sure, me, things would never be. Yeah. Yeah. Because let me ask you this. In the past two years, have you gotten sick? Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's exactly I haven't either. No. I know. Well, <laughs> well, no, I just, I just thought that's because you know I was becoming uh, immortal. But yeah, you're, exactly, yeah, like, that's pretty much a cross. Even uh, I may have had like a two day like sniffle or whatever. That's the other interesting yeah. thing too is like 
it, it's almost as if regular sickness doesn't exist anymore. Like every scratch, you're like, oh, is this it? Is this is this? I know it's COVID. Yeah, it's like it's like all the other like bugs. Like they just had yeah. a meeting. Like guys, it's COVID's time. Everyone just step aside. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, no, that, that's true. I have not gotten sick, and because everyone's just way more careful, you know. Yeah. And I'm a nail biter. Um, Me I'm meaning too. I bite my nails. Uh, but yeah, so that yeah, I and yeah, so that's a good point. I have not gotten sick, and so I know. it's a trip. Yeah. So obviously, well, and I will say this is an odd segue, but uh, a definite good thing. And uh, I know you got a lot of new fans in um, in my in like my workplace of people that never would have normally listened to you with your uh, quarantine sessions. Can't remember which cover it was exactly, but um a lot of uh of like my parents age friends were like oh my gosh i really like this it's good but oh, that's it, cool. it must be you know my my work has been you know we have to do sessions over zoom um things like that it really ha- like my day-to-day work really hasn't changed that much whereas you know being a touring i'm being in a touring band professionally your world has literally been completely altered i would i would imagine yeah um well so as far as like just like my normal day-to-day um i freelance you know i i um on, on top of the the band stuff i make music for uh commercials and like tv spots really and so that's yeah and so that's me sitting you know, uh, in front of a computer, um, you know, not in any, not office space or anything like that. So that really hasn't changed at all. Um, in fact, I would go as far as to say I've been spoiled by how little I've been affected. And I know that's kind of a dick thing to say because people have been really kind of like hit hard with this. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I've been lucky, um, to where my whole world hasn't been turned upside down. Um, in fact, there's, there's even parts, you know, aspects of it that are kind of nice, um, selfishly. But uh, yeah, as far as the touring, that does suck. And um, uh, yeah, we're hoping to play our first show back soon um, because we really missed that a lot. But it, it, again, it kind of worked out in our favor. Like we were like, okay, let's, you know, write a record. And then this happened, and it, 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 which is kind of perfect for us because it's like, you know, we weren't going to be playing out anyways. We were going to be at home writing oh, and, nice. uh, and I, I, and I do the majority of the writing. So it's sort of like a solitary thing anyways. Um, so yeah, it really, what would have sucked is if the timeline shifted again, this is all like through my selfish lens, like, this sure. all sucks. Out. but, um, but what, what would have really sucked for us is uh, if, you know, if it had hit a year prior and, or like, you know, we, or like we just dropped a record and then going out, you know, support it and about to be ready for tour and then this it. So, yeah, I, I never, it, so in my, it's, it's been interesting to see where my thought processes have been wrong because prior to this, I assumed I was like, well, I think this will actually, cause uh, there was the big debate where people, uh, bands that had their albums poised to be released in uh, 20 do we push it back or do we just go ahead and release it? And you had the bands that released it and you had the ones that push it back. 
And in my head, I was like, well, people will, they have more time to sit around, they'll, they'll, they'll do fine. I really didn't factor in how much releasing an album and touring that album does to kind of cement it in the zeitgeist. I, I quickly kind of figured out things are going to be different when I noticed my podcast listens dropped and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, nobody's driving to work which is a huge time people listen to podcasts. That's a huge time people listen to music. I mean, it's literally going to the gym. Yeah. And it was literally like the month lockdown started. I mean, it was like a significant drop and I was like, Oh shit. And the albums that some bands released over quarantine, I really realized that I myself, they just kind of came and went for me. Um, I never got to see it live, therefore kind of like creating this moment in a memory or like sharing it with friends. It was more an isolated experience. And I really understand now the importance of being able to put touring energy or even going out to a bar and hearing it or going out, hanging out with friends, listening to it and talking about it like I understood now why some bands have chosen to like to wait. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you bring up stuff that I didn't even think about, um, which is like, like, like the whole um, it's as if the life and death of a record, if you release it in that time sort of starts and ends with the pandemics, you know, with the effects of the pandemic. That's, that's kind of funny. I never thought about that. Like, once it's over it's as if like the the record doesn't exist anymore yeah um and um well and i guess i was kind of interested in how owl kind of came to be where y'all were headed like i'm kind of interested as to what kind of buzz and um momentum you were building and then kind of what's what's going on for the future yeah um honestly i don't really know i don't i I don't really know what kind of buzz i mean we we just got off the best tour that we've ever been on um we went out uh, just as far as like you know the crowd and how many people uh you know were there and and how much money we made off of merch and um it was just a really good tour uh, that we just got off with the early november and have mercy and um and so i came back from that ready to write so i don't think it like stunted our i mean maybe for a little bit like um of course but i don't don't think it really fucked us up but um it's just like kind of weird to like shift my brain into because when i'm writing i'm like so not thinking about buzz and and trajectory um i'm just thinking about like um god it sounds so corny but i really am like just you know just thinking about like music you know just thinking about uh, the quality of work um and then when i'm in like touring brain that's when i'm like okay like numbers merch um sure you know so right now i'm like you know finishing the mixes on um these last couple songs and like so it's about time that i switch my brain to <laughs> out of like hermit you know writing jay into uh well, you know it- playing shows jay so in finding out that you do uh, scores and um, 
TV spot composing for, for simplistic sake, excuse me. It makes a lot of sense for why I was so like snow globe was the song that got me into y'all. And it was actually a, um, Spotify shuffle, uh, layover on an airport, uh, is how I stumbled onto y'all and cool. It was the cathartic ending. Right. And that sent that still remains like my favorite drum part to play ever. It's just so good. <laughs> and so that's, that's the type of like my music tastes are like, I, I am a, classic metalcore screamo scene kid from the mid 2000s and then i also nice and then i also love um like elliot smith and i'm a super sad boy and then i'm really (laughs) big and then i'm big on like hans zimmer and movie scores is like my jam so Mm -hmm. i can understand now like that's that is my favorite part of your music is the the builds, the swells, and the the giant epic. Um, it, it's just chef's kiss. Like it's just my Thank favorite you. type of music. Um, it sounds like you and I have a lot in common um, as far as like our musical roots and where we, you know, other places we've dipped our toe into. How old are you? Uh, thirty four on the twenty fifth. Okay, yeah, we're like the same age. I'm thirty five. Ah, there we go. So we went through the same, probably the same embarrassing phases. Um, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, did you have a live journal? Did you have a live journal? A live journal. Ah, it was, I it was one of know. the, it was, uh, along with MySpace. it was social mm. media, but it was just blogs. I was really late to the social media party. I mean, by the time I finally got onto social, onto MySpace, Facebook was already a thing. Um, oh, wow. And then by the yeah. time I, yeah, by the time I got onto Facebook, Twitter was the thing. And, and, and now I'm just like, okay, I'm on Twitter. I refuse to go on onto, uh, um, what's it called? TikTok. Yeah. Oh God. I'm TikTok. just too old. I'm too old. Like, let's be real. Well, and the people that made TikTok, they have really fine-tuned what makes social media addictive. And I hate them for right. it. Like it right. is a time suck. You will get lost in there. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, you know, you specialize in uh in in addiction. Uh, yeah. they definitely I, like... I fall for it though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they definitely like uh, formulated the, the, a really addictive drug, you know. Um, so but. so who would, at the, at the risk of, of asking the the uh, the stereotypical questions, who are like your favorite bands? Then, like, what's your what are your big yeah. influences? Well, so early on, I mean, okay, just to like give you some sort of chronology to my musical taste, like my first my shit was like. <laughs> was boys to men they were like oh. my favorite like as a little kid uh like you know elementary middle early middle school like boys to men was my jam um and to the point where like i think like my first email account was like something boys to men related uh oh, quick side yeah. note so i don't forget yeah. then you need to watch uh they have a boys to men episode of the history of pop on netflix i just saw that okay yeah, yeah. 
Yes. It was so good. Yes. So good, dude. And yeah. So anyways, um, yeah. And you know, they, they mentioned, they were like, yeah, like they never got the credit they deserve. And I'm like, they didn't like in my head, they were like always like the kings of R&B. Yeah, like, I, I'm pretty sure they got the credit they deserved. I mean, but, uh, but yeah, so then, and then um, I got, and then I started just, you know, loving the heaviest thing I could find, which actually wasn't really that heavy in retrospect. Like, like I heard like Sabotage by the Beastie Boys and I was like, oh man, they're like screaming. This is yeah. crazy. And so anything with like distorted guitars, anything with screaming, um, you know, I was like all about, and you know, all, most of it wasn't even good music. It was just like when you're young, you know, you just oh, go yeah. for the, the, the feeling that it gives you and anything yes. that made me feel edgy and cool. And then, um, and then Smashing Pumpkins. And yes. I was like, oh, wow, this is like that. But like, it has like, it, um, it has substance and Deftones. Uh, yep. Same. Yeah. Like that I mean, was I, I white, felt- white pony probably is what changed my trajectory. Cause it was, that was like, yeah. it was, it was, it was really, it was like emo new metal, I guess you could say. Yeah. It was, yeah, it yeah. was really, I loved, I just love, um and that was around when kid a came out and like i loved the depressive like dark but pretty right melancholy sort of thing yeah it's it's funny because you're right that that did come out around the same time and radiohead is now my favorite band um but at the same time i didn't it's as if kid a didn't have enough screaming and distorted guitars for my taste at that time so I that totally one just get completely it. flew by me and and i was just like this like you know like hardcore kid like glass jaw poison the well um and then uh and then my brother introduces me to Sigur Ross, uh yes. my like my other favorite band um yes that's the other that, life-changing band that that changed my life completely. That that yes. took me from like what's the heaviest thing I could find, into um, it was just a complete opposite, right? It was just absolutely beautiful, and uh, and then that kind of led the way for me to like get into all these like things that I was so late to, like Radiohead and Bjork um, and Mum, and uh, you know, so you know, I was really obsessed with that, and um, I, I think for a while, like. I was really trying hard to make music like Sigur Ross, which if you break it down, technically it's not hard. They're not doing anything difficult on their instruments. Um, but it's just no one it's, it's, so it's not like the difficulty of, of playing those songs. It's just, no one will write songs like just, no one writes songs like that. It's just, yeah. Well, and, and I, and, I've yeah. been bummed. I, I really wish they would make like another Sigur Rós album. <laughs> you, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I, and I get it. It's kind of like the Radiohead <laughs> thing where it's like, you know, they've done that and they're kind of doing their own. Like now they're just making what, like that, uh, that endless playlist on Spotify. And they did that thing where um, they just drove around Iceland and soundtracked it. Did you see oh, that? Oh, is that what that was? So I gotta be honest. Yeah, I I thought for a second. I thought you were gonna say, "I wish that they would like play music again." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, so here's the thing: like, um, Sigur Rós, they can do whatever they want. Uh, I won't always listen to it. Um, exactly. You're right. Like, like that kind of thing is like, 
it doesn't interest me much. It, did, it doesn't negate the fact that Agate's version, the parentheses album, and Talk just like you know absolutely changed my life. They have my like support in the sense of like I think that whatever they do, they're, they're coming at it from the truest art artistic uh, intentions. And so um, you know, who am I to say they should do this or that? But yeah, you're right. As a listener, like that intrigues me way less yeah the new uh jonesy album was good though did you did you yeah, listen to I, it i heard i'm see I'm, I'm almost afraid i heard one song and i liked it but it was like it it, it felt like he was dipping his toe into like pop um it, it's i give I was it almost a, afraid to listen to it yeah. give it a once through give it a once yeah through. yeah it's it, it I, doesn't I, mean, I, I liked his first, I liked his first solo record. It was like super happy, um, but in, in not in a bad way. It was, you know, it was really cool. But um, yeah. See, well, I'm you know, and you know what's funny? You know what's funny yeah. is, is, <laughs> and I am having now. I'm having those same things about your new stuff, where I'm like, please give me some. I am not yours some uh, pale soft light like please give me some like i need because it's it's and this is this is what this is what bugs me about there being literally in in in, like an unlistenable amount of music out in the world right now and right there is for sure a band out there that would change my life that i'll never hear i'll just never stumble upon it well, I would say that the chances of you hearing that now are higher than they were pre, you know, I mean, True. It, it, it sucks for the artist as financially for sure. But just as far as, uh, it, but it, it's a great time to be a music listener. I mean, just there's, I mean, like the how excited I was to buy a CD that I didn't even end up liking, but I would listen to it <laughs> anyways. $37. Because- <laughs> yeah. Like, and because I spent money on it, I would like force myself to like, listen to it a bunch yeah. of times and make or, sure i didn't like it or uh I, I i i honestly thought about doing this to myself again just because you remember back in the day you you would or i would listen to one cd cd at a time like that that cd would be in the car for a week or sometimes oh, yeah. it would get stuck and it would be in there for months and so you're just yeah. listening to it over and over and over um and I've, yeah, I've almost, right. yeah, go ahead. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> um, I, I, I've almost thought to myself, like, maybe I should, because I find myself, the way I listen to music now is rarely do I stick with albums. Like, I'm usually going, I'm just bouncing around genres and songs. And it's like, I wonder um, if it would be more satisfying or enjoyable to go back to just, like, buying the CD or whatever and just like sticking with an album and letting like, I don't know. It's just my, the way we listen to music has certainly changed. Well, that's what I was. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. That's what I was going to say is that like, I'm part of the problem. Like the, the, I am the, the listener that I also complain about, which is, um, you know, we were just talking about Seagull Rose and how they changed my life. And they're like, you know, they're amazing. And they're like my top two favorite bands, Radiohead, Seagull Rose. And yet I'm not very familiar with their last record. I'm not you know, familiar at all with Jonesy's new record. I am part of the problem, which is um, this lack of investment in, into artists uh, mm. 
you know, um, which I mean, Hey, that's, that's just the way it is. I guess, you know, like I could be the artist that complains about it or just to recognize, especially since I am as a listener that way, that's just how it is. Like, and, um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I, I like the way we consume music and just shit it out. Like the way I consume Netflix series, and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And then a week later, I'm like, what did I watch again? Yes, like, yes. And <laughs> it's, it and it's like we're. Um, did you check out Bo Burnham's Inside? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I I liked it a lot. He, uh, yeah. He had a great, um, I was listening to him on like Pete Holmes's podcast or something. And he was talking about how, um, like his second, one of his stand-up specials, he had, you know, worked all this time. He did a stand-up special and people would come up to him ask afterwards and be like, what's next. And he was like, you don't, do you not understand that he's like, I'm going to take, you know, it took me two years to get this thing ready here it is Mm -hmm. and you just want more and it's like no i'm gonna go make this other thing and it's gonna take a while and it was really just talking about how and i absolutely am am guilty of just ravenously consuming and okay when's the new thing coming out when's the next thing coming out and it it really is a never-ending cycle and we we are spoiled with with choices and and quantity and their um accessibility to them yes accessibility and i I was reading something about how that's kind of how netflix how it used to be shows on basic cable you know they're getting six seven eight seasons and most shows they really they didn't find their stride until like season three and with netflix they're so quick to if, if it's not getting this exact numbers it's canceled season two even mm-hmm. if it's and then now there's this weird thing where like different streaming services have the chance to pick it up but it's like they don't give these shows the time they need to develop um yeah it's yeah a- that, that's sort of a double-edged sword as well right like from what i understand like um like netflix the good side well that's the bad side right is um the sort of immediacy, uh, like the immediate gratification that you know everyone has, but um, or needs to have. But uh, like, but I, I also heard like it's kind of good for for up and coming directors. Like, where they kind of like just throw you a bunch of money. They say, hey, make this thing, and they don't like really stick their nose too much into how it gets made at least i've heard like comedians that's true say that with their specials like that they just kind of like stay out of the way um and i, I don't know but I don't, these days netflix is like so there's so much crap and there's actually very little good stuff on netflix these days i'm like i know i find myself watching other stuff but. what are you what's your uh what's your favorite thing you've seen recently um sorry hold on let me get my phone charger real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. Me, uh, my, my girlfriend never really watched Breaking Bad. Oh, that's a crime. I know. So, like, okay, we got to fix this. Like, oh. so I just rewatched all of Breaking Bad with her. 
Um, that's that's not a bad idea. I mean, I think that might be the best show that has I, ever been. Do, do you watch Better Call Saul? Uh, yeah. So we're watching that now. That's are you like? Yeah. Are you rewatching it or are you watching no, it for the I, first I, time? I I never made it all the way through because um something it was like when I moved from one place to another I lost the you know yeah 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 what, something if um, something interrupts then like you're done and then I'm like wait where did I leave off and then, yep. so it's kind of great that and I, I the only reason I kind of like um rewatched Breaking Bad with her was just so I could then we could now because you know like like I have so little time if I'm gonna watch something it's gonna be with her you know yeah i don't have time to watch things by myself so um i i almost uh, i don't want to say i like it better but i better call Saul is fan i guess they're they're just yeah they're if nothing else they're equal yeah Um, yeah just it seems like um like better call Saul is like a a a little bit like a a light hearted like a little, just a little lighter than Breaking Bad. Oh, um, oh, maybe just buckle up, up the point my I friend. Got to. Yeah, yeah. Okay, buckle okay. up. But uh, rewatching Breaking Bad, I was just like, God, like never has there been a show where, um, you know, multiple seasons where there's just not like any week, like it never dips. Like there's like one episode with the fly that you're like, yeah. Fuck. But, um, but besides that, like it never like really declines, and the whole thing is kind, it's kind of like the quality of it is just getting better and better and ramping up into like this great finale. Like I can't think of any other show. I mean, like I remember when like Game of Thrones was on, I was like, Oh, is this going to be like, like yeah. that? And it, it wasn't because the last season they dropped, you know, they dropped off, but um, that is yeah. understatement of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never, never before in history has a last season so effectively like erased a cultural phenomenon. I know, right? It's like, insane. That's so true. <laughs> that Overnight. Is a really funny way of saying it. Yeah. Overnight. What um, I used to do is um, I used to go on YouTube and watch like reaction videos of like certain scenes um, just because it's fun. I don't know. Uh, to see pe- people's faces like the Red Wedding and, you yeah. know, just like see people crying. And um, But that last season, you know, you're, you're seeing these people that love the show, right? And they're trying to love the last season because they want to justify oh, all yeah. the time they spent you know yeah. <laughs> so they're watching like they're watching uh you know spoiler alert like a brand become the king and they're just like ah, oh yeah cool. oh like, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that, I'll, like, I, yeah okay yeah it's gonna hit them in retrospect like how much that actually sucks oh uh, god So I do. uh, So with the with the little bit we got left. So I do want to know what what is next uh, music? What can you tell me about what's what's coming out with? Oh, as far as any just what what you what you got brewing? Um, Yeah. So um, we got a bunch of new music um, that we're going to release. And because uh, we you know, we were talking about how people consume music these days. uh, we were thinking about just releasing like one song at a time until the full record is out instead of like, you know, traditionally you would mm. do like a single, maybe like two singles and then just drop the album. Right. But um, we're thinking about just doing um, sort of like a slow burn and, and letting people sit with each song in- individually. Um, 
So like the whole album, one single at a time. Yeah, maybe up until the last like two or three or maybe maybe even one. We're not quite that's, sure yet. But that's what uh, Foxing just. Oh, that's the. Uh, have you heard Foxing? Yeah, yeah. Their newest album is fucking album of the year so far for that's me. That's awesome. But they released five of the ten tracks beforehand. Oh. Okay, so Foxing did it. Maybe we'll, no, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, no, they they are. Uh, you know, they, they yeah, they're amazing. It's it's hard not to look just look at what they do and be like, okay, let's just do that. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Like from a marketing standpoint, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. What are people doing these days? What are they doing? Like like we just had a conversation because we just uh, made a video for the first single that's going to come out shortly, and uh, um, we're like, okay, do we want to? release a song first and then like a week later like a video i'm just like looking over my shoulder at all these other bands like i don't know what's like the thing to do man I, like I just, well so I, do you have like a man do you not have a management team like dictating what's are y'all no, no. largely y'all are just kind of signed but y'all can just do whatever you want yeah no we're not um we're not with equal vision anymore either oh okay yeah we're completely independent so um yeah so that you know the bassist nunzio he kind of like has the helm um when it comes to like managerial things like that so i'm just like dude whatever you want to do i trust you um and uh so yeah so we're probably just gonna drop the first song with the first video um Sometime actually relatively soon. When does this podcast come out? This is like... I'll probably put it out like tonight. My turnaround is real fast. <laughs> Damn. Cool. Um, yeah, so maybe like I would say within the next month it, it, it should be out. Um, and I'm, I'm just so August, ex- hey, excited. August, 20, August 25th is my birthday. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah? Just saying. All right, cool. I'll keep that in mind. I'm just right. kidding. I won't remember that. I'm terrible with dates. <laughs> I'm the worst friend because I'm like the guy that's like I see on Facebook, like it's this person's birthday, and I'm like, Fuck! oh, thank God for Facebook birthday announcements. Dude, that has saved my goodness. life. Anyway, <laughs> and then anyway. like, and then I text them instead of writing on the wall. I say, Facebook, yes, but they know. They they know. They know. <laughs> God, and I've done some like 11:58 p.m. Like mm-hmm. happy birthday. Just real quick. <laughs> I got it. The count. I wanted to be the last one to tell you have, you know, like I there you know. go. Um, there you go. But uh, but yeah, I can't wait for I just can't wait for people to see uh, does does it have a title? The album what the album, yes. Um although I, I don't think we've I mean it's just so, it seems so weird that it's secret. It's just that we haven't announced it yet. Right, 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 right. Does anyone really care? I don't know, but um <laughs> So yeah, we'll Just we'll be rhyme it with something. <laughs> um, weenus. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll be announcing that shortly. But okay, yeah, I'm just I'm super excited. Um, yeah, we we recorded this like. Do you know Gates? Uh, no. Okay, Gates so they're they're like an a band? band. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I haven't. And so um, the singer from that usually he's um, like co-produced and co-mixed and engineered um, Paris and Dear Me. So um, this was like the first record where um, I just, you know, where it was completely us and, you know, I mixed it and um, 
So it's a little nerve wracking, but at the same time, like I got to really like obsess over these songs in a way that I didn't before. Cause like I would drive Kevin crazy. Like I'd be like, ah, like, like, can we just tweak this? Can we just tweak that? Like constantly. And, it, and you know, he's like, no one cares. No one's going to give a fuck. Like no one's going to notice. I mean, he wouldn't really say that, but I, that's what I imagine. Yeah, I'm sure. Saying, I'm you sure. Know? That's what I would be saying. Um, but um, so I'm nervous because he's amazing. And, and, you know, I mean, he's still, you know, I still call him all the time for like, you know, advice on, you know, mixing stuff and like that. But, um, but yeah, this, yeah, it's just, it, I think this is just unique in that way where it like really is like just. If you, yeah. if you had to categorize i guess the feel of the album yeah um it's definitely more huh (laughs) (laughs) i've been describing it as like doo-wop in space okay Uh, (laughs) that just (laughs) that sounds so odd um yeah i don't know it has like this it does have like a futuristic like sort of sheen to it um whereas like the last record i really wanted to lean into the orchestral side you know have everything be organic as possible like and have like french horn and you know trumpet and obviously strings where um this one there's just a less of that more like there are definitely more synths um but it's not like synthy. It's uh, you know what? I'll uh, well, obviously, don't share it. But I'll send you a link to the first song that we're uh, we're gonna. I will take it to the grave. Cool. Um. Also, if you if you hate it, just don't tell me. Okay. I'm very I sensitive. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, sure um... I won't. I'm sure yeah, I won't. I feel like I'm going to send it to you and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, Space 2 up. I get it. Yeah, um, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm fucking stoked. That's, uh, you know, I'm glad you said it because I was uh, I was going to ask for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, just don't tell me when I did this. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so anything, uh, I mean, anything else you want to plug or add or say? I guess tell, uh, you know, website, yeah. all the, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. So we're old band, O W E L band on Instagram and probably on Twitter and maybe on Facebook. And um, yeah, I guess follow us. Cause that's like, that's the thing to do. That's that makes us look cool. If, if, if you guys uh, trust my taste at all, and if you've been listening to me this long you you do to a certain degree definitely check out owl easily uh my favorite uh band that i've started listening to recently give them all the support buy some merch do all the stuff uh send me an email at church and other drugs gmail.com patreon.com slash church and other drugs and uh storefrontier.com slash church and other drugs jay thanks so much man Thank you, brother. Great.